This message you're about to listen to is brought to you by Victory Inheritance Ministries, the City of Hope. As you listen, may the Holy Spirit minister to you in the simplicity of the Word of God. Amen. It's a wonderful assembly. This church is Tush. Tush Church. <laughs> wow. I like the decorum. I like the. This is something we see in America when we travel. <laughs> this is awesome. Amen. You can't be here and you will not hear God speak. It's not possible. <laughs> yeah. You know, there are some places you, you stay, you will not hear. It's when I went into the medicals, I find out that some nightmares are caused by, you know, the, where we live. Yes. Yes, environment contributes. It's true. It does. Yes, where you live matters. It's like if you are in an air-conditioned room right now, and Nepal takes light, and um, you didn't open the window immediately, you start having bad dreams. You start having nightmare. Why? Because your oxygen level is going down. And you said they are coming from the village. Nobody is coming. <laughs> Somebody shout amen. amen. You know, there's something about pastors. Apostle. I don't know now. Sometimes I wonder whether when they, when they look inside spirits before we choose a wife. Because the kind wife where pastors they marry. Eh? The two they find. Ah. The two they find. The two they find. Eh? Then they shine their eye well. well. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Women of excellence, I'm happy to be here. I want to appreciate every one of you, the leadership. I can see oneness and unity among you. And I pray that it will continue in Jesus' name. I appreciate you, Lady, Lady Lizzie, and our Apostle, Apostle Joe, and all the members of this church and the leadership of the church. I'm so grateful. I am not going to say what you have not heard. From the drama, you have made the work so easy for me. That means you are world-based. There's no how apostle will not be world-based. Amen? Amen? So today, I just want to add to all that have been said within the week, and I bring you greetings from my husband. You know, he knows I'm here today. Amen? Amen. Okay, let's go to the topic of the day. This convention is your 18th convention. And this topic is so beautiful. Ah, when I saw beautifully made, I said, these people, you like to find trouble in my hand. Like to find trouble. Now this kind of thing that they like to talk about. Beautifully what? Okay. Now, if you want to know how something is made, you must have a manual. You must read the manual to get how something is made. And the manual of how a woman was made was found in Genesis. I'm going to read the scripture in Genesis about a man. Before I go on how God made a woman, I want to quickly talk to the men in the house. And I'm reading from Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. And it said, And God said, Let us make man in our own image, after our own likeness and let them somebody say let them, let them. 
have dominion over the fish of the earth and then the rest of the scriptures. Now, the key word there is let us make man. And then the next one is let them. Now, when God was talking, Eve was not there. He was preparing to do something. He was preparing to do a production. And now he was talking. He said, let them. Who are the them? Which means that from the beginning in the mind of God, the woman was there. The woman was not a mistake. Some people say it's an afterthought. There was no afterthought. Because if there was an afterthought, God wouldn't have said, let them. He would have just said, let's make man in our own image. God knows they make mistakes. Oh. Now he be the master of English and master of every language. So when he says something, read between the lines, you get the answer. He said, let them. Which means that God had intention of bringing another person. All of us, we read English. We know when you are talking to them, it's more than one. Three of us. Okay. Now, he said, let us make man. Now, the scripture we read means that God was not only referring to Adam. He was also talking about Eve. And then, secondly, God made man. Somebody say man. man. Not a boy. Man. God did not make a baby. He made what? A man. And then when he was through with making man, he made a woman. He did not make a girl. He did not make a baby girl. He made what? A full-fledged what? Woman. A full-fledged man. And that is to say that relationship that has to do with marriage is for a man and what? A woman. It's not for girls and boys. Did you get that? So marriage is not for a boy and a girl. Because a boy... They are not matured. Girls, they are not matured. It's only when you become a woman you get matured. It's only when you become a man you get what? Matured. In Israel, until you turn 30, you are not a man. You can be 29.99 years until you make it 3-0. You are not a man. So marriage is not for boys and what? Girls. It's for what? Man and what? Woman. That's what God made. Now, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, now the Lord said, after he has made, he said, he said, after he has made Adam, Eve is coming. And God was watching Adam. You know, when a, when a manufacturer finished producing something, he will go back. And then he will be looking at what he has produced. Through of us, God is a master, you know, manufacturer. Everything we do, we learn from God. Whether we acknowledge it or not, it doesn't change anything. So God, after making Adam, he was watching Adam every day. The Bible said that he comes down from heaven to commune with Adam. He was watching Adam's life, how it was running, with all the animals that he has given them, all the land and the fruits and vegetables and trees he gave the name. And he said, one day he said, it is not good. Somebody said it is not good. Mm. that the man should be alone. He said, I will make him. Make him. I will make him. Not I will make for him. Are we people hearing the English? I will make him. <laughs> you know, when you see some English sometimes, you think God is, doesn't know what he's saying. 
It's true. I will make him a helper for him. No pathology be that. How many of you read English? <laughs> but he knows what he's doing. What does he mean? It is not good. It is not sufficient. It is not satisfactory. For a man to be alone, I will make him a helper. And what is that helper coming to do? He said that that helper will be suitable, adaptable, and complementary. That is what the woman was coming to do. Now, let's see the state of Adam's life. With all the beauty of Eden, God said it is not good. All that was Adam's, you know, all was at Adam's disposal was not sufficient. The animals, the bed, the garden, the beauty, the, the, the precious stones that was in the garden. He was not satisfied. He was not adapting to the animal with all their beauties and splendors. They were not suitable. Now, they couldn't compliment him. This was all God observed, and he decided to make Eve. Now, I said something here, and I said there was a problem along the line when Eve came. Now, I said that man's weakness is that they are easily distracted by what they see. Hello? I'm talking to the men, I'm coming to the women. You know, we're talking about beautifully men. You need to understand what a woman is by the word being beautifully made. Because many men don't know. Now, the problem of men is that their weakness is in what they see. And it distracts them. Why the women's weakness is in what they hear. Is somebody hearing me? I said something. I said that the first private part of a woman is the ear. Anybody that can conquer the ear has conquered the whole body. And that was what exactly happened to Eve. With that pet, that serpent, that serpent was doing something. Adam got distracted with work. It is still happening today to men. So we carry their work into the bedroom. I was listening to one. One speaker in our church this week, he said the husband will carry books. He's a lawyer. He will carry book and carry book. I went to one of my friends' house. I enter. That one is a bishop. Book was like this. From the beginning of the side of the bed to the other side was book. And I saw a boy. I saw a girl. What do they do praise and worship? How do they do with all these books that are on this bed? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So, Adam was distracted because that's the problem with man. He was distracted with work. And so that woman that he saw that God was bringing to him, that he so loved and cherished and he was wowed, he was sweating in his head when he saw Eve. He got distracted. Something else took over. And because a woman's problem is the ear, and the snake knew, he began to praise Eve. Every day Eve was with the snake. It was not a one-day thing. It, has, it was they formed the relationship. Because before somebody will enter you, it takes time. Abby? Uh-huh. So he now began to talk to Eve. Eve was listening to something that Adam was not telling her. Not because Adam didn't want to. 
But because of how busy Adam got distracted by the work at hand, because God said, God said, you will tend and keep. You will attend and keep the garden. So that was what Adam was doing. So it's not his fault. He was trying to do the work of God. <laughs> and this created a gap. Now, what happened when Adam saw Eve? The first thing that caught Adam's attention, we're talking about beautifully made, is her beauty. Somebody say beauty. A woman is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. There was somebody, one of these uh, comedians, that said that when you see an African woman are beautiful, quote me anywhere. Hey, are you telling me? Are you here? Mm, mm. God took time to mold and the shape and the, you know, contour. He said that you, when you see an African woman abroad, you don't need to see the face. From the back, you know that this one is Africa. Yes. We have a peculiar shape. And so a woman is a beautiful thing. And so the first time Adam saw God bringing Eve to him, Eve did not go to Adam. Now God bring what? Eve. Adam's attention, the first thing he saw was the beauty. He saw her elegancy. He saw her dominion. She, he, he saw her graceful disposition as she walked towards him with God holding her hand and directing her to Adam. As a young person here, as a lady here, you're not married. You need God to take you to that right man. If you go by yourself, you miss road. Hello? It was God that presented Eve. Tell God, take me to that man that you have prepared for me. Adam was wild with a wide eyes, but a fly in his stomach. He was sweating in his, on his head. He was amazed by the package and the content in the package. The package and what? The content in the package. You know, these days, people are interested in the packaging. They don't look into the content. I'll still come to that. Adam saw goodness. Adam, as Adam was looking at Eve, as Eve was marching towards him, he saw a friend. He saw a companion. He saw a confidant. He saw a helper. He saw a lover. He looked at her heart. He saw kindness. He saw empathy. He looked up, you know, in her head. He saw wisdom. Somebody say wisdom. Intelligence. He looked down towards the West region. He saw something he doesn't have. And this is going to help him multiply. He shouted. This is the bone of my bone and the flesh of my flesh. This, is, this one is with a womb. As he was looking here, he saw something. He said, no, this thing here, I, didn't, I don't have it. There's something different from mine. It's a womb. And then, she, you know, and this thing is going to carry life. And so, her name will be Eve, the mother of all living. 
Adam saw a treasure in an eating vessel. Adam ate the fruit, not by mistake. Somebody said, not by mistake. And uh, they were telling her, uh, she forced her, she, she forced him, and uh, she cajoled him. Uh, no. Adam ate the fruit, not by mistake. He willingly ate it because he didn't want to lose Eve. Hello? You know, you know, man was just the next person after God. That's what the Bible said, Pastor, isn't it? Yes. It was sin that reversed the pain. So Adam saw that what the woman was carrying was too much to let her go. The difference between Adam and the men of this generation is that men saw, Adam saw the container and the content. He saw what is in the, you know, in the beautiful container called the woman. Hello. You are beautifully made. He was very analytical. But today, many men only see the container. And all they want is the empty bottle. But without the content of the container, it's useless. Hello? If you bring Fanta now, what makes Fanta Fanta is that liquid inside. Hello? Is the bottle beautiful? No, the bottle is beautiful. It's beautiful. But without, will you eat the bottle? Is the content that you are looking for. Now, beautifully made. So when you are looking at a woman, you look at the content. What is inside this thing called a woman? That's what we are here to tell the men. And to also tell some women that the society, the television, the internet have changed and resetted your brain. Today, God is going to reset it back. Amen. If you believe that, shout amen. amen. You need to know who you are. Because they said that when you don't know wh who you are, abuse is inevitable. And that's what we all of us are going through right now. Because you yourself, you don't even know yourself. If you know yourself and somebody is telling you something, say, no, this is not who I am. This is who I am. Now, where we read, the Bible said, I'm going to give you a helper. That word in Hebrew, helper, the original word is Eza. Somebody say Eza. And Eza means the help only God can give. That was what God brought to Adam. Prepared and packaged, God brought a help to Adam. The help only God can give. And why is God giving this help to Adam? Because this divine, there's a divine assignment that a woman has in the life of a man. And because this word helper makes a woman perform as occasion warrant. Do we have house girls in our house? Hello? Hello, you have a maid in your house? A maid can always do a little of everything in the house. Is somebody hearing me? Through or false? So a woman is designed with that, you know, that work and that assignment as a helper to perform as occasion warrant. Now, because of that, you cannot predict what a woman can do until the occasion arises. 
Is somebody hearing me right now? You cannot. A woman is one of the things in the world that is very, very unpredictable. When it has to do with what she can do. Hello? Even you, the woman, you cannot even predict yourself. You can't. Because you do as what? Occasion. It is the occasion. It is the situation at hand that determines what you're going to do. Somebody shout amen. amen. Now, we go to Proverbs chapter 18. Beautifully, men. We are coming. And the, Proverbs, the wise man in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 22 said, Whosoever, somebody say whosoever. Shout it, church. Whosoever. Findeth a wife. Findeth a good thing. Not a bad thing. Is it in your Bible? Is it in your Bible? Not what? A bad thing, but what? A good thing. And obtaining favor of the Lord. King James Version. Now, Look at the scripture briefly. The key word here is they are, are find. Did you, did you see it in the scripture? Hello, did you see find? Did you see good thing? Did you see obtain, it, obtain and favor? So it means that the man ha, have the responsibility to, to find the good thing that is in his wife. Is somebody hearing me today? It is a responsibility. A man must find, you, you saw the drama, a man must find, nobody will help you. Your papa is not the one that will tell you, hey, that your wife is good, though. Oh, your friend, no. It is you, the man, that will find that good thing that is in your wife, not in another person's wife. You know, you know, so, you know the grass is always green on the other side, not in your, in your own compound. Now, the Bible said that it is you, the man, that will find that good thing that is in the woman, that means that is something good that God has placed in the woman. And it is the man that will find it. Hello? It is not social media. It is not your pastor. It is not your mother. It is you, the man, that will find that good thing that is in your, in your woman. And then, you know, that scripture has, you know, something that is holding it like an attachment. He said, it is when you find the good thing that is in your wife, that beautiful thing that she carries, that you will now, God will now release favor. So without finding the good thing, no favor. So you need to find. It is the good thing you have found that we release, God will not say, okay, you don't discover all the things where I give you. All right. Take favor, join them. Somebody shout amen. amen. Because, look at it. Without favor, life is very hard and frustrating. Hello? Life is very miserable. Without favor, you can't succeed in life. So, God designed goodness. A woman carries goodness. Say, I carry goodness. I carry goodness. Shout it if you know it. Ah, with the zubit, with the swagger, with goodness. Yeah, 
We did distribute goodness. Hello. Hmm. She carries goodness. And she's ready to give it out. She's not afraid to give. Because that goodness is part of our formation. When God was making us, he put it there. So it is inexhaustible. Somebody say inexhaustible. She doesn't need to buy it. And that is why when a woman comes into an environment that she's loved, she transforms that environment. The goodness in her will begin to change everything. Everything will begin to fall in line. Somebody shout amen. amen. Now, what makes this goodness to come out is love. Somebody shout love. Love is the melting point. Is the melting point. And that's why Apostle, you know, Paul also said it again in the New Testament. And he said, Men, love your wife. Like I told you, it is first private part is here. What we hear. What we hear. When that man came and changed what he said, things changed. Love. Love is our melting point. Was a woman feels loved, hey, everything will just be going out like that. The goodness, the favor, you know, will just be going out like that. Somebody shout amen. amen. So a woman, when God was making a woman, he said a woman is favored. He put favor inside of me. Beautifully made with favor. And this favor can only be released in the place of love. Genuine love. Once a woman is loved, it comes naturally. I've even experienced it. When people love me, even in our assembly, in our church, in World Base, those members that lost me genuinely, just watch them. Just watch them. They may not be very close. Within a short period of time, things will begin to change like this. All those ladies that love me that does not come to compete with me, with their big nyash. Huh? All those ladies that does not come to do buga for me. You will see their life begin to change. I can't go into that testimony. Hello? You can't come around a woman with genuine love and you will not receive goodness. Men, today I advise you. You know, it's only a mad person that keep on doing one thing over and over and expect a change. It doesn't work. So change your style. Somebody say, change your style. Somebody shout, Amen. So how you treat your wife determines the amount of favor you will enjoy from God through man. The amount of favor a man enjoys in life determines the way you treat your wife. Because those favor, everything that God will give us as a blessing here on earth must come through a man. Time don't pass where God they send food from heaven. He said, he said, give and it shall be given unto you. Pressed down, shaking together, running over, shaman. So everything we will get in life comes through man. 
And now you have somebody that God has given you as a help. And God said, this one where I give you, he gets favor, he gets amboku boku. Just treat her well. Treat her well and then you have whatever you need in life. So we are beautifully made with favor. Somebody shout amen. amen. Now, it's not only favor. In Proverbs chapter 1, verse 22 and 23, it says something. It said, wisdom shouts in the street. She cries out in the public square. Why are they referring intelligence and wisdom in the feminine gender? Hello? I never think I'm before. Huh? That means that a woman is endowed and beautified with intelligence. And from my practice, I find out that the intelligence of a child comes from the mother. Yes, it's there. It's true. Medically. It comes from the mother. So a woman is endowed with intelligence. And with this intelligence, God gave two power to those people that he, gave, he made as man and woman. To the man, he gave the authority power. To the woman, he gave the influence power. And now with intelligence, and the best leaders in the world are leaders that, le that lead by influence. See what is going on in the social media. Hmm? The obedient servant. is by influence. What are you doing that I need to emulate? It's not talk talk. It's action. What are you doing? Are you interested in my life? Do you care whether I wake up at the streets or I wake up on top of a bed or on top of water? What do you care? Influence. And a woman has it. A woman does not, you know, that authority power, let me tell you women. See, that authority power, eh? You cannot have it. Oh. Hello? Uh, no matter how you flex muscles, you know fit get them. It's not your own. It was not given to you. Stay on your area of what? Grace. What is given us, endowed us, what God beautified us with is power of what? Influence. I mean, I like them. I don't want authority power. No, I don't. I don't want. Though it's good. Do you understand? Authority power, he gets it too much. You can't carry it. Even if the man dies, you cannot still step into, if you step into the <laughs> seat of authority power, you will die. I am telling you, it is meant for a man because they have the capacity <laughs> to carry the authority. <laughs> you, the capacity you have is to influence. Somebody say amen. amen. So, wisdom is, you know, referred in the feminine gender. It's telling you something. You are beautifully made. A woman is a smart, wise, intelligent, strong at heart. <laughs> strong at what? Mm, that's who you are. You cannot intimidate a woman. That's why women survive bad marriages. But how many men have survived bad marriages from a woman? You see that? The man will have a heart attack, or the man will run away, or the man will die. 
It's true. It's not about the physical structure. It's about what is inside. Now we don't talk about. <laughs> I say you cannot intimidate a woman. Once she makes up her mind to do something, <laughs> you can't. You can't. She's ready to die. A woman is a good planner and a good organizer, a good strategist. Before we move, we strategize. <laughs> we plan. We don't move anyhow. Ah, Father Lord. <laughs> we don't move anyhow. Beautifully made. We take our time. We count the pros and the cons before we step out. Esther did it. Esther was not in, her, in the head to face uh, 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 Herman. She took her time planned, strategized, and hit at the right time, and she didn't meet the target. <laughs> That's a woman for you. Somebody shout amen. amen. You talk about Rahab. Now, I keep on asking the question. We're talking about power of influence and intelligence. See, Rahab, she was a harlot. Everybody in Jericho knows who Rahab is. Because that house, they say the house, as you are coming in, you are seeing the house. She strategically positioned herself where anybody coming into uh, uh, Jericho we know that something is happening here. That's a woman for you. Now, there was an assignment given to her that bring all your family members, as long as they are in this house, they mark the house for her, so that when the destruction comes, it will not affect her. Now, the question we are not asking is, how did Rahab brought all her family members into that brothel. A woman by power of influence, by intelligence, shouts and say praise the Lord. You are beautifully made, packaged. God took time. Now I know why God sent Adam to go and sleep. Hmm? Hmm? Only God knows how many days Adam slept for all these things to be put inside you and me. Ah. So there is no small woman. Somebody said there's no small woman. No. <laughs> there's no small woman. <laughs> and because there's no small woman, I advise the men to respect themselves. Because wise men fear women and respect women. Yes. Hello? The wise ones. <laughs> they don't they do nonsense around women. They align themselves. They respect themselves. It's only the foolish one like a biggest husband that disrespect a woman. So my candid advice here is respect your wife. She's more than the eyes can see. And let me tell you something. You know, we have a very terrible culture in Africa. The whole Africa. In fact, Nigeria owns better. Because I have opportunity of traveling to all these African countries to talk to their women. They are all worse. We have a very terrible culture that makes our men not to respect us. Because the culture have told them that as long as you're a man, you must be respected. It's not true. 
It's not true. Oyibo said that respect is reciprocal. And then in the Bible, it said, respecting one another. So respect is not a gender thing. Hello? Are there men here? Respect, the young ones, respect is not what? A gender thing. If you want to be respected, then you first of all respect yourself. You carry yourself respectfully. Then definitely people will know that, ah, this is my husband. He likes to respect himself. And then they will automatically respect you. Hello? Not when you don't respect yourself. Then you are demanding respect. Mm -mm. It doesn't work that way. Respect is what? You must have the manner. You must carry yourself. Your manner of approach will determine what you get. We're talking about Abigail, the power of influence. Abigail did not seduce David through or force. Rather, she used her power of influence and power of perception or intuition. You know, there are five senses, true or false. Hello, church. Every woman being has how many? Five. But God gave the sixth one to the woman. And that sixth one is called intuition or perception. That intuition is what makes you to feel things before it comes to pass. It's what makes, it's what made the mother of Moses to look at a newborn baby. There was no prophecy. Before Moses came, was there, pastor? But looking at Moses after giving birth, the woman said, no, I don't born Aaron. I've also born Miriam. But this one is different. Power of perception. She perceived that there's something about Moses that the physical eye, the nurses, the doctors, they were not seeing. But that power in her rose up. Somebody shout, Amen. Amen. Now you talk about emotional intelligence. She's endowed with emotional intelligence. What is emotional intelligence? Emotional intelligence comprises self awareness, self management, social skill, empathy, motivation. Time will not allow me to explain, explain, you know, what all this means. But you can, you know, check them out. Hello? And this helped her to achieve a balance at home and in her career. This makes her a very good leader because she knows how to balance issues with emotional intelligence. Then you talk about her heart. Her heart is made of gold. Because if you don't have a good heart, you can't offer help to anybody. Hello? So as God was calling us help meet, he has already designed our heart to have that milk of human sympathy to give that help as the help arises in the life of our men. Somebody shout, Amen. Amen. That's why a woman can do anything. When things go bad, you see a woman a hair class woman is you are no more in the class you see a woman come down how many of you have seen some husbands carrying bones on their head on the streets of lagos husbands i'm not talking about boys 
Hello? Granots, walnuts. How many? It's only a woman that can do that. Fry akra. Say bread. Say puff puff. It's a woman that will do it because you are a help. You are a help. Meet for the man. Somebody shout in room. Amen. Amen. Then you talk about her spirituality and faith in God. It's second to none. Ah, the way we love God. Hannah, she kept praying until Samuel came. Despite what the mate was doing at home, each time she goes to Shiloh, she pours down, she pours out her heart. Esther prayed the enemy of her country to his gallop. Yes. She feasted fast. She called people, both her people and people in the palace. Her mate, everybody was fasting and praying until they saw Haman at the gallop. That's a woman's spirituality and faith in God. Anna, the widow, the Bible said that she married shortly and the husband died. And then there was a prophecy that a Messiah was coming. And he said, God, I'm going to pray until Jesus came. And, Jesus, and she prayed until Jesus was born and dedicated. And then she said, God, you can take me now. The Bible says she was well over 80 years, but she was still alive waiting for the Messiah. Then you talk about the Shunammite woman and her dead son. Even at that point of hopelessness, she still hooked on to God. She said, she told her prophet, I perceive, I'm talking about perception, the husband was there. Elijah, Eli uh, the prophet has been coming and going. But that power of possession came. And she said, look, this man is ordinary. He's not ordinary. He's different from other visitors. And that was how her miracle came. Whatever miracle you've been waiting for, as you hold on to this great God that have made you so beautiful, it shall surely come to pass. Amen. I didn't hear your Amen. amen. Our faith in God is such a wonderful thing. I remember when I was waiting on the Lord for seven good years. Seven good years. Seven good years. Went to all the hospitals. I was working in LNG then, liquefied natural gas. Went to the best hospital here. And they kept on telling me, nothing is wrong with you. The way you have late, you're supposed to be having twins and triplets because you don't release one egg. Then why is the pregnancy not coming? We kept on praying. I kept on praying until one day it happened. And so is there anyone here that is waiting on the Lord? Don't give up. Your seed is coming. Amen. You know, there's something my husband always said. He said, if Joshua had come earlier, that Joshua would have drank pap. <laughs> but when Joshua came, Joshua was drinking mulupa. It's an Italian uh, food. Somebody shout amen. amen. Now, you are beautifully made and God put something like a graveyard, a bottomless pit in your heart. The heart of a woman is so deep, you can't get to the end of it. I am telling you. You think you know her? You don't know anything. I am telling you. We're not the one that made ourselves. It's not our fault. Her heart is so deep that it has no end. And it's never full. That's why 
women hardly have heart attack with all that is going on. I am telling you, hardly. But men, very small thing. Piam. <laughs> you are beautifully designed. She can keep secret inside his heart. Richard has shown that they are the best secret agent in the world, women. That's what the research has said. Best secret agent. You know secret agents? They are the best. Because even when you are putting a gun here, she will not let go. You can't break the spirit of a woman. Except if she wants you to. But if she has made, her, made up her mind that you are not going to break it, you cannot. You can try. You fail. So a woman is not a terbiara. Why did God make our heart, design our heart like that? So that we can keep the secret of our husbands, of our children, her family, and friends. Men, can I shock you? You only know what the woman wants to tell you. It's not about, you know, being secretive or hiding something for you. No. See, there are things that a woman cannot tell the husband. Because if you tell your husband, he will kill somebody. Hello? Something happened in church some years ago, and uh, I was very angry. And I got home, and I told my mom, and said, okay, on Sunday, show me that man. I said, ah? I said, hey. I thought he has forgotten. We got to church that morning. He said, hey, best. I said, hey. I said, show me the man. I said, I won't show you. Do you understand? Because I know that trouble, trouble will start. So I have to swallow the pain and the insult. Is somebody hearing me? It's not everything your child is doing. I will tell your father. I will tell you. You want to kill your husband? Hello? Why are you there? Why, why did God beautifully endow these things into So that you can take out the stress from the mouth. Handle it and close it there. And you need to let your children understand that, look, you can keep, I can confidently tell you things, tell you my mistakes, and you keep it to yourself. Don't be a terrible. When your friend comes, ah, you even call your best friend. Did you hear what uh, uh, Jay did today? You will not, and the child is there listening to you. You are breaking their spirit because you are a graveyard. You're supposed to handle that mistake and keep, there are things you will eat and eat and keep on eating. That's why I always say that women should be financially independent. It's very important. Because there are things you can conveniently as a woman take care of without, you know, going to the man. Hello? I have paid lesson when my child, my first son was not doing well. Because of all these schools that they paint, you know, and put a condition. I went and put him in one of them. A boy I trained from my primary school. He got there. It's like somebody, they wash the brain. <laughs> with their condition. <laughs> so I traveled to UK. When I came back, he came back home. I didn't like what I was saying. I pulled him out. I took him to another school. I was paying the lesson teacher. He failed. 
He was not doing well for almost like two years. We are trying to recover what they have done there. And I was the one that was paying for the lesson fee every month. And I never showed his result to, the, to my husband until he improved. It was when he improved, all of us, we met majestically. Hey, best, come and see your son's result. Hello, women. So it's not everything you talk about because you're a graveyard. We are losing our young ones today because we talk too much. You talk too much. It is called your child. It's not our child. It's my child. And God has given you everything you need as a woman to bring back that child. Do you know in the Bible that when a child, a king, misbehaves, you know they call him Papa Nen. Pa Apostle Natru. Now in Mama Nen, they, they call. Why? Because that woman did not do a good job. So a woman is like a graveyard. You are supposed to keep people secret. Keep your friends secret. It's not when you quarrel. Hello? You know, there's something my husband said. He said, always remember the entering point. Entering point is very important. doesn't matter how you exit, but that entering point will guide the exit. And that's why they say, when you are going through a door, don't shut it. Just close it small. Leave it so that if you need it, you can still come back. Hello? So it is not nice to tell tales. Secrets that your friends share with you. When you are doing it, you are doing us a big disfavor as a woman. I look at you twice. And we need to check your gender. <laughs> Somebody shout, Amen. Amen. She loves unconditionally, like God. Her love is nothing to compare. It's only Jonathan that now said that the love of David is more than the love of a woman. That's spiritual. I don't want that. She loves like God. She's not loving you because of, you know, who you are. He's loving you for you. Hello? That's the way she loves. Not asking for anything in return. It's a woman that understands the word love. And that's why he told the men, the secret to this person, this thing I gave you, is love. That's the magic, the magic one. And she has a balanced emotion. Somebody said balanced emotion. You know, I was so shocked this morning that um, our sister Lizzie that was acting, she didn't plan it. Though. Hello? She di did you plan it? She didn't plan it. That's a woman for you. Balance emotion. She got to that point that she was now like, this thing is real. She made it real. I was almost moved to death too. She knows when to cry. She knows when to laugh. She knows when to be serious. She knows when to be firm. She's flexible. In that integrity is not, is not rigidity. Tell, 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 me, tell, tell, me, tell it back to me. Integrity is not rigidity. Shout it! Mm. Some women, I'm an, I, I have integrity. Who gave you? 
Where you get them from? <laughs> eh? It is not rigidity. It's flexibility. Knowing when to say yes. When to say no. That is integrity. It's not, uh, if I make up my mind, nobody can change it. Even God, they change in mind. <laughs> it's true. Yes, now. Somebody say amen. amen. She looks soft outside, but strong as a rock inside. Okay, I'll be true. It is not easy to break the spirit of a woman like I said. You can break the body, but you cannot break the spirit of a woman. Now, the only way you can turn this rock into a gel, I keep on saying it, the secret is what? The secret is what? The secret is what? You know, God gave us an example with that woman in the book of Luke, that widow, that, that lawyer refused to give justice. As the woman was opening the door, everybody will see the woman standing there, not saying a word. Coming back, the woman is at the gate. Waking up in the morning, the woman, you are going for dinner, you see the woman. That's a woman for you. You can't break the spirit of a woman. I'm just trying to run through. Okay. Okay. I said here to the men, I said, man, Learn to say the magic word to your, word, your wife. And what is that magic word? I love you. A woman cannot be tired of hearing this. Yes, it's a melter. God gave this secret to men through Apostle what? Paul. Learn to play love. Samson was a great warrior. But a man that knows how to play love toward Delilah. Despite that, Delilah abused the love. He knows how to play with the body of Delilah. And he did, you know, he did it through her ear. I said something. After praise and worship, Oga, say thank you. Hello. After praise and worship, say what? Hello. <laughs> so discover the secret place of your wife. Every woman has a secret place. When you touch the secret place, you create a memory. Did you hear what I said? When you touch the secret place of your wife, you create a memory. We keep on eating a particular food, and that food becomes one of our favorite food because when we eat that food, we get satisfaction. Hello? People don't eat food. When do, they, when do they give them satisfaction? So give your wife something to remember so that the praise and worship can continue nonstop. Somebody shout, Amen. Amen. And then for the women, finally, before I go, when your husband provides for you and your children, please say thank you. Say thank you. It's a simple way to tell a man, I'm grateful. Hello? Tell, teach your children to say thank you. It is not their right. Some people are having irresponsible father. Some of us, we grew up with one. 
Did you kill them? Did you fight them? They said, no, no, go train you for school. Will you go and take the money from their pocket? So it is not your right. It is a privilege. And be grateful for whatever is given to you. If your parents say no, wait. It's like when we, the adults, when we are asking certain things from God, God knows they give us everything we they pray for because he knows the right thing we need. So it happens to us parents. Sometimes to you as a teenager, you think that you know it all. You know that thing, they, they shake teenage, teenage, teenage life, eh? Oh my God. You think they enter wrong place. So learn to appreciate your father. Shall we rise? Thank you, Father. <coughs> so you know who you are today. You are We hope you've been blessed by this message. To experience more, visit us on Wednesdays by 6.30 p.m. and Sundays 8.30 a.m. at Victory Inheritance Ministries, Plot 25, Block A, Kusela Road, Ikate, Elegushi Waterfront, Fort Roundabout, along Konoyo Gas Station, Lekki, Lagos, Nigeria. Or follow us on Facebook at Victory Inheritance Ministries. Or you can email us at vimministries at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. God bless you.